bless us with your presence one more time. Lord, we give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Praise the Lord. You may be seated if you can this evening. Amen. Tonight, I want to share for a few moments uh, on the idea of believing God's word, believing his word. You know, we have to come to a place that we believe what he says is what he means. We've got to come to a place that we believe when God says to do something that we have an obligation, a responsibility, and a blessing coming if we will obey. And uh, I believe the Christmas story gives us such a beautiful picture of this. Why don't you open your Bibles with me to Luke chapter 1. Amen. Luke chapter 1, verse number 45, one verse of Scripture tonight, simply says this, you are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. I'm going to read that one more time. You are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I ask you, to show your will, to show your power, to show your anointing in this service. As much as any sermon I've ever preached, Lord, I ask that you anoint this word. And Lord, help us to believe in your word. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. In a few minutes, we're going to break down some parts of the Christmas story that seem hard to take. We're going to talk about Zechariah, a priest, doing his work, and the angel of the Lord appears to him and says, your wife's going to give you a son. Bishop this week at, at our minister's retreat shared a little bit on this and and he come from the version of the Bible that, that says that Elizabeth was well-worn in years. He said he liked the way that sounded. I thought, listen, I call my wife old, but if I call her well-worn in years, I'm going to get slugged. Uh, uh, but but they, they had been waiting and hoping and praying for the miracle of a child. And the angel of the Lord said, you're going to have a kid. And he said, I don't know. How how do I know this is right? How do I know this is true? We're going to talk about Mary as a teenage girl who the angel says, you are going to conceive and give birth to a son. And she says, I don't understand it. But she comes to a place that she says, but Lord, I'm your servant. And let what you say happen the way you say it. Now, we can talk about Bible stories. Sometimes we got to live it. Sometimes God gives us a word, God gives us a direction, and we have to take a step. I can't find a better place to read this letter than right now. 
Dear Souls Harbor Church of God, seven years ago, our family had the honor of coming to Chillicothe to pastor Souls Harbor Church of God. We have grown to love each one of you very much. We have been blessed to be a part of this loving church family. This morning, I was accepted as the new lead pastor at Life Spring Church in Putnam County, Indiana. I believe this is a door, an open door from the Lord that I feel compelled and obligated to walk through. Therefore, I must officially tenure my resignation as lead pastor here at Souls Harbor, effective following the services on December the 29th, 2019. Beth and I are joining with you in prayer that God will send you the right pastor to take this wonderful church to the next level of outreach and passion to win this city. God's got this. Pastor Tom. Those letters are not fun. Times of transition are not fun. But we've got to believe his word. We got to believe the opportunities that God puts in our life. And and as I begin to look at this scripture and I begin to see the things that God had to say. I begin to realize that he wasn't just talking about Zechariah and Elizabeth. He wasn't just talking about Mary. He was talking about me and my family. He was talking about Souls Harbor, my, my, my church family right now. He was talking about these, these times of transition that seemed so heart-wrenching. I began to look through this passage and through these stories. And I see as he, the angel Gabriel appears to Zechariah as he's doing his work in the temple. And the angel says to him, first and foremost, God has heard your prayer. Pastor, I didn't pray for this. I didn't ask God for this. But God has heard your prayer. God's heard your prayer to reach this city. God's heard your prayer to see this church explode in a call and in a passion and in a love. We may not know what we're asking for. We may not fully understand when we pray, God, do whatever it takes to move us where we need to be. Sometimes we don't understand what we ask for. I've prayed the prayer, God, use me. Use me. Use me to reach communities and use me to reach neighborhoods and use me to reach the lost. And God opens a door into a place that I won't pastor one community. I will pastor several communities. The church that I will go to be lead pastor of sits right on Highway 36. Get on Highway 36, go go east for six hours and look on your right. It'll be there. And, and, and it sits not in a town. It sits sort of out in the country. And it's surrounded Pastor of a country church, boy, that, that, 
That's just shocking, ain't it? It's surrounded by communities and neighborhoods and cities and towns. And God is opening me, stretching me. Oh, I came here and I was able to be a part of Chillicothe and I was able to get involved. Now I go there and I need to be a part of Greencastle and Bainbridge and and, and, and I don't even know all the towns, Crawfordsville, and I can't even name all the towns. I don't even know all of them yet. And, and I've got to be a part of all of these towns. He's stretching me. You have been praying for revival. You have been praying for renewal. God has heard your prayer. I am a vessel. Some plant, some water, some harvest. I will not denigrate what I've done here by saying I've not done anything. Because I've watered. I've, I've plowed some ground. I have turned upside down some dirt. I, I, have, I have pushed you under the plow a few times. Maybe a few more. But God's got a purpose. And when the angel appeared to Zechariah, he said, God has heard your prayer. And then he goes on and he says, not only has God heard your prayer, but God's going to answer it. Elizabeth will give you a son. God, have you looked at Elizabeth lately? She is well worn with age. She's getting on up there. She's old. And, and she's always wanted that child, but we haven't had that child. And, and I don't know how is this going to happen. I don't understand. I'll, I'll get to that a little bit more in a minute. But here's what God said. I've heard your prayer, and I'm going to answer what you're looking for. Here's what he's saying to Souls Harbor today. I've heard your prayer. Don't look at circumstances and say, oh, but how are we going to get that without this pastor? Or how are we going to get that without this situation or that situation? God said, I'm not about your situation. I'm about your answer. I've heard your prayer, and Elizabeth is going to give you a son. What seems to be improbable, the miraculous is going to happen. There is going to be growth. There is going to be revival. There is going to be renewal. I said in my resignation letter that Beth and I are joining with this church, and we are praying. Well, I already changed that slide. got a mind of its own. And we are praying that God will send the right pastor to this church. I believe that the right pastor is going to be here And I believe you're going to see revival. You're going to see people saved. You're going to see outreach. You're going to see all the things that we've been longing for because God says, I've come to give you your answer. I've come to give you victory. I believe that when Beth and I, we get to Indiana, I believe we're going to see revival. We're going to see renewal. We're going to see people saved. We're going to see lives changed. Why? Because God is going to give us what we're looking for. Zechariah, here's the angel of the Lord. And again, I I didn't go into it tonight, but again, the angel started with, fear not. He hears the angel of the Lord tell him, God's heard your prayer. 
your wife is going to have a baby. I'm going to give you a new generation. I'm going to give you a new outpouring. I'm going to give you a new blessing. I'm going to give you new power. I'm going to give you new anointing. I'm going to provide for everything you've prayed for because I'm not answering you from my own will. I have heard your prayer. And yet, Zechariah says, how can I be sure? I'm old. Elizabeth is old. How can I be sure that this is your will? When a pastor, any pastor, we're dealing with me right now. When I get up and read a letter that tells you at the end of the month, I'm going to move. The good news is I'm going to stay out till the end of the decade. And she just gave me a dirty look for saying that. Uh, but But when a pastor says he's leaving, the question comes often, you sure this is what God wants? We we get comfortable. Can I be honest with you? Can I be honest with you? Through the course of the process that, 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 that I've been talking with Indiana, there have been times that me and Beth have sat down in prayer together and said, is this what we're supposed to do? We, we become guilty of saying, God, how can I be sure? I need to know that I know that I know. And God says, my word is your source. My word is what you need to believe in. Gabriel says, I am Gabriel. God has sent me to give you a message that his power and his provision is at hand in your life. But because you didn't believe. But because you questioned and you couldn't trust, he says you will be unable to speak until the child is born. God, take away anything. Don't take away my mouth. You'll be unable to speak. Beth prays for my mouth to go away all the time. He says, there will be a cost to your doubt. Let me tell you something. If you walk into this process doubting that God has planned it out to the T, you will miss. You will not recognize God's provision when it's given to you. If you walk into this process... Too busy looking back. I, I, I'm probably fairly confident in saying you're not going to get a pastor as weird as I am. You might get one weirder. Let that, let that seep in just a second. You, you, they're not going to look like me. They're not going to sound like me. You may get a pastor that wears a tie every week. Praise God. You may get a pastor that has holes in his jeans. Praise God. Here's what I'm saying. 
If we get so busy looking back and saying, God, I don't understand how this can be. We're old. We're past our time. We're past our prime. We're past our ability. I I know you say you've heard us. I know you say you're going to give us offspring. You're going to give us children. But I don't understand. God says, if you don't start paying attention, you're going to miss what I'm giving you. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna miss in the middle of the blessing. You're gonna be so busy whining about the change to miss the miracle. Zechariah could have come home from his work in the holy of holies, and he could have come home with a song of praise and a celebration that God has providing for us and God is doing for us. But instead, he came home with a... Why? Because his eyes were on the circumstance, not on the miracle giver. Now, here's here's where things get amazing to me. Zechariah's miracle was not all that miraculous. God spoke to Zechariah said, I heard your prayer. Elizabeth, who is your wife and has been your wife from so, for some time, is going to have a baby. Now, she was well-worn in years, but she wasn't Sarah. Not this Sarah. She, she wasn't Moses' Sarah. She's already on the verge of cutting me, so I don't care. She, she was old, but she wasn't 90. I got news for you. God could give Beth and I another child. Oh, Lord, please don't. Oh, God, please don't. But it's physically possible. Talk about well-worn in years. I am. I am. I wasn't talking about you, Beth. I was talking about me. Uh, but, <laughs> but all of a sudden, you begin to think about Zachariah's promised miracle, and you begin to realize how it is amazing, and it is wonderful, and it is an answer to prayer. They've been pleading to God to give them a child, but it was all within physical possibility. There was nothing about it that was physically Took a physical miracle to happen. But yet there's somebody else. According to most scholars, she's about 14 years old. Little virgin girl. She's never been with a man. And the angel of the Lord appears to her. And he says, you have found favor with the Lord. You mean he didn't say the Lord has heard your prayer? No, because this little girl didn't know that she needed to pray for anything yet. She wasn't praying for a child because she didn't have a husband. I wish we had more young people in the room so I could tell you there is a divine order. You get a spouse, then you pray for a child. We got way too many people out there praying for children before they pray for spouses. 
This girl, she wasn't praying for a baby. She was just praying to be used by God. And the Lord, the angel of the Lord comes down and says, you have found favor with the Lord. You have found favor. Let me tell you something, church. Souls Harbor has found favor with the Lord. You have found favor with the Lord. Pastor, how can you say that as you're leaving us? I can tell you you found favor because you have sown into my life. You have planted in my life. Just a couple of weeks ago, I talked about how our purpose is to heal. You have healed ministry after ministry after ministry, mine included. You have found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Favor in the eyes of the Lord means God is telling you, I see things in you that you don't see in you. Mm -hmm. See things in you you don't see. Bring that shove you something. I knew you were going to go to ministry retreat and have a blast. So I said, I'll be at your house and pick you up, get in the car. I, I, I see things. God see things in my life, in your life, in this church's life that we don't see. And he says, I can't tell you I'm answering your prayer because you haven't even known to pray the prayer yet. But I can tell you this, there's some favor in your life. There's some favor in your life, and I'm about to reveal the favor to you first and then to all of the world because you are special. Then he says, oh, I love this. I love this. Then he says, you will conceive and give birth to a son. We're too prim and proper to preach this stuff sometimes. But let me tell you something. We can't have miracles till we have conception. We have to conceive of it. We, God get plants it in our spirit. God, God begins to show you something. And you, you have a dream or you have a vision or you have a thought or you have an idea or, or, or something happens and it just pops up and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, and it grows. See, our problem is we have not allowed God to conceive anything new in our life because we've been too busy trying to hold on to what's old. We've been too busy trying to hold on to what was comfortable. As weird as it sounds, some people may be too interested in holding on to me that's comfortable. Now, me as comfortable is a weird that's a strange. That's a strange connotation there. But what's the old saying? Better the devil you know. <laughs> you know, you, you know I'm weird. I walked in today with a with a Santa Claus hat with flashing lights, and everybody just looked at me like, oh, Pastor's got a Christmas hat on. Okay. We have to be allow God to conceive in us something that's new. Something that's fresh. Got to tell you something? I said this a while ago. I'll say it again. I'll say it a lot over the next three weeks. Your next pastor won't do things the way I do. When I leave here, the chairs may never move again. I'm here like, God, hallelujah. It. But you know what? That's 
what needs to be conceived in your life. Something new. There is a new personality. There is a new spirit. There is a new gift. There is a new knowledge. There is a new wisdom that is going to come and lead this church. Don't be so taught up in the fact, well, this is how Pastor Tommy did it, that you forget to let God conceive something new in your life. But then he says this, you will conceive. I'm going to be as delicate as I can. Sometimes that new idea, that new thought is exciting. It's fun. Conception is exciting. Conception is fun. But it doesn't stop there. Sometimes it's painful, but never as painful as giving birth. Because see, you conceive and give birth. When you give birth, for most people, not my wife, my, my wife never felt a labor pain with two kids. She had one, they said, according to a monitor, but she didn't feel it. She was in the middle of a C-section. She twitched a little bit. The doctor said, you feel that? She goes, yeah, I felt something. They shot her up with another dose of some kind of drug. We get Anthony to, out and to the NICU unit, and I come back in to check on Beth. Beth throws her head over and says, I don't know what they gave me, but we got to get some. The giving birth, the giving birth is difficult. It's painful. When I, as a pastor, when I go to visit, I will go and I will pray with a lady that's in labor. But once she starts screaming, I start leaving. I'm out of here. But I got news for you. Souls Harbor is going to give birth. It's going to give birth. And it may hurt. It may cause you to scream. It may be painful. It may feel like you're going to die. It may feel like you're never going to make it. But when that birth is complete, you're going to have the most beautiful thing you've ever seen in your life. My ministry, Beth and I's ministry, we're going to give birth. And there may be some hard things. I'm excited about going to Indiana. I'm not I might. I, I'm excited about going. I'm not excited about leaving here. I was telling Brother Mark today, you know, sometimes you get that new door, and that new door is exciting, but that means you've got to leave the door you're in. And that, that's not easy. I, I don't know who's there yet. I don't know what I'm going to deal with when I get there. Maybe. Lord, help me, Jesus. I. I'm going to a church that's, that's quite a bit more in debt than this church is. And, 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 and now, they've got a lot of equity. They're blessed financially. But there is a bigger payment to pay. And, 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 and all these situations, I'm going to a country church. Going to a country church. Now, I actually live in a bigger city than I do now. But my church is in the country. And, and, 
And, and I, I, I got all these things that I'm going to I'm gonna have to learn to deal with. But God's going to give birth through our ministry. It's going to hurt, but it's going to bring life. God's going to give birth through this church. It may hurt, but it's going to give life. He said, the angel said, you will conceive and you will give birth to a son. Now, Mary says, uh, that's not physically possible. I've never been with a man. Her miracle is much greater than the miracle Zachariah was told about. His miracle was, okay, that's a, you know, that, that takes a lot, but it's doable. Hers? No, this don't happen. It, it, that's not the way it works. And yet, the angel says the Holy Spirit's going to overshadow you. And look at Mary's response. I'm your servant. May everything you have said about me come true. Seven years ago, just over seven years ago, I walked into this church on a Sunday morning for the first time. I compromised. I wore a black suit, full suit, dress shoes, didn't wear a tie. I wore a full suit, just didn't wear a tie. Anthony had thrown a fit at me. You got, you can't wear a tie. You got to be who you are. And I normally wore jeans. Van Wert, I hardly ever even wore a jacket. And Anthony threw a fit, and we got to Hannibal, Missouri, on the way to the interview here. I realized Anthony had left his clothes in Ohio. We stopped at Walmart, and you know what Anthony bought? He bought a pair of dress pants, the first pair he I think he had ever owned, a white dress shirt and a tie. And Anthony wore a tie. I was like, boy? He said, well, Dad, I need it for the swim team. Oh, yeah. But I walked in this church, and I preached a sermon from Genesis chapter 50. And I talked as Joseph's brothers had come and said, now that our dad's dead, what are you going to do? Joseph said, you meant this for harm. God meant this for good, to save a nation. I talked about how the fact, I talked about that God's got this. Doesn't matter what it looks like. Doesn't matter what what the logical thing is. It doesn't matter what the, the situation is. The situation you were in seven years ago is your pastor had passed away. God can still use that situation. He used that situation to bless Beth and I and allow us to get back to full-time ministry. He used that to bless this church. And I, I hope you feel like you've been blessed the last seven years. I I I, to bless this church with, with, with some vision and some ideas and some, and some oh, we're going to get out there on the edge and we're going to try something different. Because God's got this. What Mary says is, Lord, I'm your servant. Let everything you said, even though it doesn't make sense, 
even though it's not physically possible, it's not logical, it doesn't make sense, let everything you've said about me come true. You know what he said about us? Over and over and over, he said there's a river flowing through here. There's a wind blowing. We're a healing, this church is a healing harbor for hurting souls. He has given us who we are. He has given you who you are. And we got to quit looking at the circumstances and say, God, whatever you've said about me, let it be true. Souls harbor, everything God has said about you will come true. Tommy Sandifer, Beth Sandifer, everything God has said about us will come true. If we trust. Mary's response says, let everything come true. The angel tells her that Elizabeth has conceived and is carrying a child. And, and, and a few months later, Mary goes to Elizabeth's house. And when she walks up to Elizabeth, the baby inside of Elizabeth, John the Baptist, jumps. And it's filled with the Holy Ghost in his mother's womb. And Elizabeth begins to understand there is something special that you're carrying. Oh, she says, I'm carrying a miracle in my old age. I'm carrying, oh man, it's amazing that this old woman's got a baby coming. But you, you've got something sacred. You've got something holy. And one of the biggest differences is one believed and one didn't. Elizabeth is carrying a Holy Ghost-filled forerunner of Christ, just as powerfully miraculous. But but Zechariah can't sing praises about it because his mouth has been shut up because he didn't believe. But hear what Elizabeth said to Mary. She said, You are blessed. Because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. This church is coming to a crossroad. There's going to be a transition. Somewhere about January, there may be somebody come preach or there may be the overseer may just bring a name to you and say this is who I think should be the pastor or maybe the council brings several resumes and they come and say this is the guy we think it should be I don't know how the process will play out but God is going to choose a man or a woman to be your pastor and they're going to stand before you and you're going to decide are you going to be blessed And praise God for his provision. Are you going to be stricken silent? Unable to glorify God in the middle of his provision. My question tonight, as I preach this message that has brought church-changing news, is are you believing his word? Every step, every circumstance, believe in his word. 
Beth and I are. We're believing that God is going to make a way, that God is going to provide. I'm believing for great revival, great outpouring, not only at Souls Harbor, but at LifeSpring. Will you believe with me? Let's just bow our heads right where we're at. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you and I praise you for your power. And Lord, we believe. Lord, we know you've heard our prayer. Lord, we know that you are going to give us offspring, both Beth and I's ministry as well as Souls Harbor's ministry. Lord, we know that you are going to do the things that just seem reasonable and seem amazing, and, but, but they're possible. And, Lord, we also know that you're going to step into the impossible realm and do the things that are not possible because with you everything is possible. Lord, whether you're asking us to trust that something that shouldn't work anymore does, whether you're asking us to trust that something that's not supposed to be that way is the way you say we will believe your word and we will walk in your blessing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.